Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to Progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. This is kind of spooky, you know. Kunal Shah and Rishi Kapoor, every single week, come to the Inside Line F1 podcast think that this week it might happen that Lewis will end Nico's run. This week it might happen. And every single time Nico has a trick in the hat and he pulls out the rabbit and he does something spectacular, but he's winning and he's winning in style. This is the Inside Line F1 podcast post-Austrian Grand Prix. The Spielberg, the A1 ring now can be officially called, not the Red Bull ring, but the Mercedes ring. And what a show, Kunal. What a show by the team. Fantastic show, Rishi. No doubt. What a race. Picturesque venue. And to me, what you said was extremely crucial that Lewis Hamilton is expected to win every Grand Prix weekend. Okay. But Nico Rosberg pulls out something which is, which Hamilton doesn't necessarily have an answer to. Okay. And not only is Hamilton losing points, but I'm losing points in my predictor championships as well. <laughs> A lot of people in media, around media, etc. are saying, is the team a little partial towards Rosberg? It's the German ownership team, etc., etc. Let me please get this out in the open. Firstly, the team is owned by a German, but run by the Britishers. Uh, The team has its headquarters back in England, not in Germany. And most importantly, Lewis has a slow pit stop in Austria. Nico also has a slow pit stop in Canada, which nobody saw or nobody actually pointed out. So here's the deal. It's a PR story, but both the drivers are actually getting the equal effort, the equal amount of resources, the equal treatment that Toto Wolf keeps saying, and I'm actually in agreement with him. Yes. And you know, it's a great PR story, Rishi. It's a German ownership, German engine and a German driver. It will be a massive PR story for the Germans. But Let's look at it this way. They've paid a multi-million pound budget to hire a Lewis Hamilton, not so that they could prove that he's slower than Rosberg. Okay. And I'm very glad you brought up the Canadian Grand Prix thing, things that I will never remember. Okay. <laughs> and I strongly believe that there is equal treatment, although there are downfalls to that as well. Yes. What Toto Wolf has actually said is if both the garages start doing sandbagging laps, if both the drivers withhold information, then what it does is makes the car slower and we won't want that because Williams was so close to us this time that it's not very far that another team would overhaul us someday and we don't want to lose the winning streak. We have a superior car and that's what we want. Yeah, and he's, like, he's very right because see, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. they suffered a defeat in Canada, so to say. Mm-hmm. They were stretched beyond their means or probably they were stretched a little too much in Austria. So given the kind of car advantage they have as as the team, they don't want to let go of any of these points as possible. What F1 is let go of is the bigger engines. Now, this is what I saw yesterday. Kunal, the fastest laps that were happening in the race were about 111, 112, 113. Michael Schumacher's fastest lap 11 years ago was 18. 
their cars were looking 5 seconds slower and when they were going uphill i i really thought that this was in slow mo or replay mode <laughs> because they were looking vis- visibly slower did, did you also notice that the surprising thing and i don't yet have an answer to this uh-huh. is that they were pretty much doing the same speeds on the speed trap but one car which was visibly slower than all other cars was wetless car because it actually didn't move it was still <laughs> <laughs> but i really like the way they said you know they said just restart the engine does that mean that the red bull reno is working on a windows os <laughs> i don't know what it is but doesn't want to work in my honda a uh, big point that i saw on twitter i don't know if this is karma or whatever it is but i think vettel should just return weber's car because weber's car was the one that used to keep breaking down and now it's vettel's car so you know whenever yeah and like twitter interestingly also pointed out that every grand prix mm-hmm. that weber has attended this year mm-hmm. Sebastian Vettel has retired. Ah, I don't know if in the park for me Weber has uh, some tool that he is fidgeting with. But uh, what is impressive in, in this Grand Prix? Of course, like Kunal said, it's a beautiful track. But what a beautiful opening lap by Lewis Hamilton! Absolute champions lap. It reminded me of Ayrton Senna's lap in Nurburgring, where he overtook five people in the first lap, and and Lewis almost did that. So that was brilliant. I will never question your stats and your history. <laughs> What I also loved were the two under- undercuts I saw in the race. The first undercut, Nico uh, actually put his uh, Mercedes in front of the two Williams, uh, took the undercut on the soft tire, the stronger tire for Mercedes. Uh, also, Bottas's undercut over over Massa. He also overtook uh, Hamilton, and Hamilton had to do all the hard work of going around Bottas and using the DRS, etc., etc. So good, mature drive by both the drivers. Yeah, and you know, for a change, we actually saw tire strategies working for. positions on track which is very crucial and it's something we've not really seen this year also botas recording his best ever finish i did a finish joke <laughs> best ever finish in in formula 1 first podium for him congratulations are in order <laughs> for me uh, the driver of the race was perez getting the better of hulkenberg who we all rate very highly he's been doing that consistently now and when it comes to preservation of tires and still keeping pace i don't know how he does it but he does it mclaren who <laughs> <laughs> But Rishi the most impressive performance to me on Saturday mm-hmm. okay was Felipe Massa's oh yes okay he used all his experience he knew exactly where to push and where not to something that Bottas didn't possibly know mm-hmm. and he clinched a surprise pole of course what worked in his favor was Hamilton goofed up mm-hmm. and uh, he hampered Rosberg Rosberg's lap as well. So, but what a lap by Felipe. But at the same time, I'm mm-hmm. going to get to my disappointment of the race. And the big disappointment of the race for me was Massa not being able to win. Yes, the Williams didn't set them up for victory as well. Okay. I wish they would have thought a little bit more about their pit strategies. They left the drivers, you know, uh, out in the open to they were hanging them dry pretty much, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on those worn out tires. Mm-hmm. but i really wish that felipe would have finished ahead of bottas you know if i'm from williams and if i'm clay williams or frank i would uh, think of getting a sure shot 3 4 rather than trying an undercut and then having the last stint on very badly worn out tires i i get that i mean yes i wrote about it as well that would you go for a victory stroke you know higher podium position or 3 4 my view is had they possibly tried better they could have possibly split the mercedes cars i just get a feeling All right, then I am not going to argue my technical partner. Uh, what did not impress us at the Red Bull ring? Firstly, the Red Bulls themselves—they were dismal. Renault looked absolutely shit, 
and that's what uh, the Red Bulls have turned around and said. Christian Horner says this is not acceptable. We're looking so bad, and and I'm so I'm sure there's some corporate language coming in. But <laughs> yes, it was it, it was sad. I mean, the, the circuit is named after them for God's sake. The lesser said, the better about it, you know, because it was just unbelievable. I I still can't believe what happened to Sebastian Vettel. I mean, very unfortunate. The unfortunate Ferraris. The stables are not able to give the horse the horse power, especially Kimi Raikkonen. I mean, uh, one finish doing so well. The other finish, I don't know where he finished. But you know, Rishi, I, I have a feeling mm-hmm. that this could well be Kimi Raikkonen's last season in Formula One. I don't know. I just get a feeling, especially after Austria, mm-hmm. the usually not so vocal Finnish driver mm-hmm. has been extremely vocal about the la- lack of power he had, about his pit stop strategy, about him not settling down, etc. Mm-hmm. I somehow get a feeling that is this his last? Season in Formula One. Uh, when I didn't find him on the circuit and the cameras weren't covering him, I thought he went out for a gelato or something. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Alonso turned around and said, "I won the trophies. It's okay if I don't get the respect. I'm getting way too much respect from fellow drivers, from other team owners, etc. I won my wins." Yeah, but you know what? Let's pay respect to him again, Rishi. Mm-hmm. He drove fantastically well mm. to finish. In between all the Mercedes-powered cars. Correct. Okay, he's been doing it year after year now. Mm-hmm. We've given him all the respect. And maybe he's not wrong. I mean, he's in Formula 1 not to gain respect, but to win titles and trophies. I mean, it's it's not a popularity contest on track or off the track. Respect nobody remembers. Championships people do. Another champion that cracked under pressure. Hamilton not impressing us on a Saturday because this is the second time in a row he's made a mistake on his final run. It happened in Canada. It uh, also happened uh, in, in the Red Bull ring. Is Nico getting the better of him mentally? I get a feeling, Rishi, that the 2014 Drivers' Championship mm. is not going to be about out-and-out pace after all. Absolutely rightly said. And, and I'm loving the way Nico is now becoming aggressive to turn it, ar- turn it around and not be defensive about Hamilton's remarks, but actually be aggressive. So, I think Nico's been doing a great job in tire preservation as well. Every time... Hamilton came in the DRS zone. Nico found a way of getting him out. Yes, and you know, Rishi, the the bigger part out here is that Nico's lead Mm -hmm. now is more than a race win away from Lewis Hamilton. Suddenly, Hamilton likes the double point rule so much more. (laughs) Really looking forward for that last race. I think the worst thing that happened in uh, the Red Bull ring and which Kunal and I absolutely agree on is this new pit lane entry. It was not required. The earlier one was pretty much bang on target. It was safer because what was happening was just confusion and the turn 8 bit and uh, that new entry, it, it, it just Formula 1 is already complicated enough for this to happen. You know, actually you are very right Rishi, mm. Formula 1 is very complicated but at the same time even the finances are extremely complicated and you know we've realized that it's very expensive. I mean there's a reason why you and I don't really have a team yet. Okay. <laughs> Toto sold William shares but yeah, we can't afford it because the rail, the train prices in India have gone up so we don't have some money. <laughs> So, Mr. Bernie Ecclestone, your favourite and mine, yes. has turned around and said that he's happy if teams were to leave Formula 1. And that, is his big, that is the biggest amount of bullshit I've heard because uh, if there are no smaller teams, there is no progression. Red Bull has come right from there and more importantly than the new drivers get no exposure, even if they're paid drivers. You know, in my view, I'm unable to take sides, Rishi, mm-hmm. because do I want eight extremely competitive teams on the grid? Mm. Of course, yes. Do I want 11 teams where 8 are competitive and 3 are not, which is possibly what we have today? Possibly no. But why don't we have an environment, and this goes back to earnings in Formula 1 that you and I speak about, Mm -hmm. where all 11 teams Mm. can coexist 
in a competitive manner where everyone can afford the kind of monies that formula 1 cost because like i told you pre show that if marusha can race at 50 million pounds a year mm-hmm. why is ferrari spending 250 million pounds i mean can we find a way to bring a level playing field for everyone very well put my friend formula 1 is complicated and so we have longer podcasts in inside line f1 and this one again has been something we've had to really really think over if you have a point to do you have to contribute to us you can always write to us uh, you can uh, click on the link below and have a feedback okay there's a safety car period now hey <laughs> we've got to go we've got to go this got to end we meet you next week to look forward to the british grand prix lewis hamilton's house in house advantage is he going to get i don't know do you think the williams are going to be as quick No, not this time. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator, stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free Breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be baconating. We got you. offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required.